Hello, I'm Helen Daly. Welcome to Build It, Thou Come. Candid interviews with amazing Australian entrepreneurs who started with a humble idea and built it into something substantial and sustainable. It's the human face behind how they built it. On today's episode... I see it as a double-edged sword. What's it going to take in terms of science and engineering? And Because that's what we can uh, uh, at But also, what's it going to cost and where are the opportunities? SIPAC founder George Vicino learnt early about the value of a strong work ethic from his father, a farmer who was an Italian prisoner of war captured by the Australian troops at Tobruk in World War II. After finally emigrating as a toddler with his family to Melbourne from war-torn Sicily after the war, George learnt from boyhood the value of family and hard work. He reveals in part two how these key drivers impact his entrepreneurial journey with SIPAC and how they helped him develop the highly advanced, autonomous, biodegradable cardboard drones that are now a secret weapon in Ukraine's fight against the Russian invasion. Find out also how his startup has used adversity to kickstart growth. Here's part two with George Vicino. George Vicino, founder and chairman of SIPAC Group. Thanks very much for joining me in part two of our chat. Now, what are your markers of success for SIPAC right now? I've said this to our people. Look, I don't even know whether you could say there's actually a destination. We're actually more, we're actually on a journey. My, um, one of the drivers for me is that, that, uh, I want to leave a legacy, um, for, for my family in terms of the business because we have got you might have communicated with david at some stage he's he's involved with the business he's been, your son yep indeed and um and and we have daniel who's our he has his own practice now but he he's he's our accountant so he, he's also a director of the business so but but i do want to leave a legacy to my family what what they do with it from from there is up to them but um so there's certainly one of the drivers, but um, as you as you grow a business and you've got more and more employees and certainly um, uh, directors involved, you begin to realise that it's not just you and your family. It's actually you've got a bunch of other stakeholders that are not only serious contributors to your success, but also um, quite. Um, uh, invested in your success, and so, so to include the, uh, them as stakeholders and 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 a legacy, so that they can not only feel proud to be part of SIPAC, but also um, be the um, spiritual owners, if you like, of, of the company. Yeah. So, so that so that's that's um, some of the drivers that I see. Um, we and how successful are you? Well, we, I always say that we're sort of a 30 year overnight success because, it, <sighs> you yeah, know, you, you know, you can like we've we've grown to where we're around 200 people, maybe a few, few more. And you know, some might say, well, that's that's a pretty successful, uh, Australian business anyway, and uh, and indeed it is, um. 
oh, to me that I, I just put that peg in the ground and say we've achieved that. Let's all take a breather and enjoy the and, and smell the roses, enjoy it, and let's move on. Yeah, um, George, can yeah. you give us an idea of what sort of revenue you do or sales? Um, we're, we're pushing towards seventy million this year, so it's it's not huge, but it's 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 we're in a growth. Uh, if you compare it to the previous year, it's quite a significant growth. Like it's yeah, and. Are you still the main owner or the family, or have you taken on any outside either investors or shareholders? No, we haven't taken on any uh, outside um, local capital partners or whatever you like to call them. But uh, no, uh, uh, we, uh, my wife and I, are the uh, primary uh, sole owners. Right. So you just fund it yourselves and through the business? Yes, we have. Yeah. I mean, we have obviously. we do through the years get debt funding from the bank, but there's been no equity yeah. fund. Um, yeah, investors. no, it's it's really it's a great um, it's a great story. And was there one crucial step that really catapulted Cypac into strong growth and sustainability? Um, that's a real good question because there has been so many steps um, along the way. Um, there's, it's sort of, it, most of the significant steps have come out of almost adversity because, um, so at, towards the end of last century, I feel, now I'm feeling my age, <laughs> we talk about centuries, um, that, that you might recall there was a, a, um, a dot, what they call the dot com bubble mm-hmm. and it burst. Um, and so, all of a sudden, the projects we were involved in uh, were cancelled, right? Put on hold, and so we had, you know, let people go. Mm. Our revenue dropped, uh, and then not long after that, of course, we had nine uh, eleven and um, a couple of other big projects because no one knew what the world might look like after that event. Uh, but that should have, I mean, in a in an awful way, that should have boosted your business. Well, this, that's the point. I was, that's what I was getting to. So at that stage, we weren't really that involved in the defence sector. Um, uh, we were mainly involved in a large, uh, for instance, um, satellite communications projects and, um, uh, you know, satellite phone programs right. and things like that. So they were big projects in their own right, um, but they weren't defence. Um, so what happened uh, when those projects sort of were put on hold Basically, uh, said, "Well, that we better get the my uh, my background was in defence, so said we better get the defence directory out there, you know, with the phone numbers of the people in Canberra and start making phone calls." And so that was a defining moment in mm. that we got into defence in a quite a significant way. Right to, after nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. Because it, you know. Um, uh, all that other stuff was off the agenda. IT was off the agenda, but defence was back on yeah, the agenda. Yeah, right. So but I mean, sort of worked, worked yeah, but George, there would be thousands of defence companies and defence contractors, particularly in the United States. What do you reckon is your sort of secret sauce they talk about? Um, what made your business stand out? I think the secret sauce is uh, uh, we've had people working with us and. Um, 
and I keep getting, you know, I talk to our people a lot, um, even down at the on the shop floor. I keep getting a feedback that our culture is is in terms of um, being honest, open, and um, uh, trustworthy. Uh, that's one defence. Um, you know, you can do well in in certainly the defence sector for a while, but as soon as you uh, blow any your, your trust, then basically it's over. Um, but we so we've been we, we're very trustworthy. Our, our culture is whereas we we're more a family uh, oriented. We're not just a family owned business. We're a family oriented business, and so basically we celebrate uh, births of new babies. And you know we celebrate birthdays here every week. We have a birthday cake for everybody who's having a birthday that week. So we do all that sort of stuff. Where when um, uh, when people are in hospital, we send them cards yeah, and flowers and yeah. things like that. So w when someone joins SIPAC, well, they've joined our family yeah. and we treat them like that. And and so um, and I, it's not something we do to manufacture a culture. It's something we just do. Yeah. George, you're an entrepreneur. I would regard you as that. Do you see yourself as that? It's an interesting word. That oh, oh, I guess in some respects, yes, but I've never really um, – I've never really made that, set that as an objective to be an entrepreneur, if you know what I mean. Um, really, what I was trying to do when I started was create a better life for my family. Mm. And, you know, um, uh, it, it wasn't about dominating um, the, the, the tech world or anything. No, like that, but that's but, often the motivation of a lot of entrepreneurs, isn't it? To, well, I, <laughs> it want a, I want a great life. I want a challenge for myself, but I want yeah. to look after my family. I mean, yeah, did exactly. you come from a family of entrepreneurs or were you your folks in business? Well, I came from a family of workers, basically, because my dad, as I might have mentioned, um, was actually a prisoner of war captured by the Aussies in Tobruk. And shipped to Australia, and um, and so he. Wow! From he's Italian. He was Italian, uh, and, and indeed, I was born in Sicily, as I mentioned. Um, uh, and so, uh, he, he worked here on a, on uh, for farmers in the um, down in Victoria, and um, after the war, he was shipped back to Sicily. Oh. And of course, there was there was no. It was like a third world country mm. because you know you're being bombed. And Nothing. Everything. So. He saw, once he'd been to Australia, he, he must have thought, well, I've seen that land of milk and honey and it ain't here, it's over there. So so, um, so he he brought us all to Australia and he was a farmer, so he just he worked incredibly hard. And um, I mean, the work ethic that um, he um, passed on to uh, us uh, siblings was just incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so George, yeah. you came out as what, a toddler, a baby or a toddler? Yeah. Absolutely. After the war, in yeah. what the early fifties? Yeah, fifty-three. So yeah, not so, not born here, but certainly an Aussie. You wouldn't have remembered oh, Sicily, I imagine. <laughs> absolutely an Aussie. I mean, I love going home, and uh, I, I've got to know my cousins back there, and I do I do love going. It feels like home, but you know, then I can get on a flight and go to London. That feels like home too, because it's the, it's it's the mix that yeah. makes Australia, isn't it?
Would you say, I mean, you just said your family was very much about the work ethic and hard work. Would you say you were always good at either building things or looking at how systems work and analysing them or where did that strength come from? Or what was that strength? Were you like that as a kid? Absolutely. Yeah, you could say I was a a bit of a nerd, really. Um, I loved physics and science and all that stuff. So, and I wasn't a big lover of maths. I got to love maths, but but I did love the how things work, you know, uh, Einstein's theories and stuff like that. Just even now I log into some obscure space website to read a bit more about how the, pla- the amazing way the, that black holes are <laughs> created and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I am I am a bit of a nerd, I'll admit that. Um, uh, and um, if I get focused on um, solving a problem, just ask my wife, Anna, I basically, the, the rest of the world doesn't exist. Right. Um, Right. George, it's just what you created is amazing. And I think you captured Australia's attention with the, uh, with the cardboard flat pack drones. But just a couple of quick questions. They only need quick answers that I'm asking all my guests. What are you obsessed about at the moment? Be it a, a cause or a movement or a book or a film? Now, look, uh, I'm. I don't really have many obsessions as such. Uh, I, um, uh, I, I am a keen problem solver, as I mentioned, and, and one of those problems that we're, we're actually experiencing right now is, is, is how, how we as a country and, a, and obviously a, a world the transition to um, renewable energy. And um, to me, it's just a not just another problem for engineers and scientists mm. to solve. It's it's an immense problem. And are you putting your mind to it? Uh, I, I am personally, um, and I um, I see it as a as a double edged sort of sword, if you can use that analogy. One of them is um, uh, what's it going to take in terms of science and engineering, and the, because that's what. That's what we can, SIPAC, uh, uh, we can bring to the table. But also, what's it going to cost, and, and where are the, where are the? I guess that's the entrepreneurial thinking. Where are the opportunities? No, mm. There's opportunities to make profits, obviously, and we see that. But opportunities for solutions too. Solutions, opportunities to actually do something like the cardboard aircraft mm. that's relatively simple but very very clever yeah and it's uh, not going to cost the world george what's the biggest lesson you've learned in this entrepreneurial this sort of startup business journey you've been on um the, the biggest lesson is probably trust yourself um uh, you know there's many many reasons why you would not want to go on sometimes. I guess that's true of any other endeavours in life. But but sometimes you've just got to say, well, I know I can do this. Uh, I know I'm good at what I do. And now I know 
we as a business, we as a company are good at what we do. Um, and I know people will like what we do and want what, what we do and need it. And so, uh, and I think if, if you maintain that, um, I guess it's a form of hope, if you like, um, it's belief on one side, but it's also hope on the other side and, and remain positive. Um, then things will open up. And I've said to our people before, really, you know, um, luck is where readiness meets opportunity. There's lots of opportunities that will come up if you're not ready for them or you haven't got an open mind, then you're not going to be lucky. Because mm. people can say it's lucky, luck uh, in a lot of cases, but it's actually just where where readiness meets opportunity. Yeah. George, what would you say to other would-be entrepreneurs, perhaps young people who want to reckon they have a great idea and want to follow in your footsteps? Um, uh, one thing is, um, as I said, believe in your, yourself and your idea, um, but test it. Go and test it with some people. Um uh, people you know, uh, people you don't know. Uh, I've got, I've got an idea. Of what could you use this? Would you use it? If I was able to get this to a point where it solved one of your um, problems, whether it's in transport, defence, whatever, could, could, would you be able to? Would you use this? Um, and if, if, if generally the answer is yes, then. Do it. Um, believe in yourself. Uh, or, um, you know, it was, it, as I said, it's pretty hard starting out virtually on your own. Um, so it is always nicer to have other people involved. I'd suggest if you can find uh, partners you can trust and friends that uh, not just want to invest money but want to invest their their uh, their time, then take them on board too. Um, because a, a team is always going to get better outcomes than mostly individuals. George Ficino, the founder and chairman of CIPAC Group and the wonderful Corvo uh, expendable cardboard flat pack drones. Thank you so much for joining me on Build It, They'll Come. Thanks, Helen. It's been a pleasure. Um, hopefully we'll catch up some other time. Thanks so, so much, George. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed Build It, They'll Come. Let me know via Twitter and LinkedIn. Better still, let your family, friends and colleagues know by sharing it around your networks. And I'd love you to give it a star rating on Apple Podcasts to make it easier for others to find us. Be sure to subscribe as there are plenty of upcoming episodes you don't want to miss with more amazing innovators and entrepreneurs on how they turn their light bulb idea into an empire.